For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Messianic Understanding of the Traditional Passover Seder. This is part one of the series. I would like to welcome everybody to the Hebraic Heritage Ministries Yeshiva Discipleship Program. We are studying the biblical festivals. This week we are going to be doing a teaching on the Passover Seder. In studying the biblical festivals, we need to remember four important principles regarding the study of the biblical festivals, in particular, how it relates to the historical Egyptian redemption. Number one, the Egyptian redemption is historic. Number two, the events which happened to the forefathers are prophecies of what will happen to their future descendants. Number three, the Egyptian redemption will teach us about Yeshua the Messiah. Number four, the Egyptian redemption will teach us of our personal relationship with Yeshua the Messiah. Passover is the festival of our freedom. So number one, Passover is historic. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 11 and 13, it is written, And thus you shall eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. So when we're studying about Passover, we're studying about the historical Egyptian redemption. But we need to keep in mind that biblical history is prophecy. We are told that the historical Egyptian redemption is a prophecy and encouragement instruction for those who are living in the end of days. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11, it says, Now all these things happened unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are are come. The historical Egyptian redemption is a prophecy and it is a parable 
about the end of days. In Psalm 78 verses 1 and 2 and verse 13 it is written, Give ear, O my people, to my Torah, incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. And speaking about give ear to my Torah, I will open my mouth in a parable. Psalm 78 goes on and speaks about the historical Egyptian redemption. In verse 13 it says, He divided the sea and caused them to pass through and he made the waters to stand as a heap. The future redemption of the house of Jacob from all the nations where they've been scattered is a parallel and is likened unto the historical Egyptian redemption. In Hosea chapter 2 verse 15 and then in Micah chapter 7 verse 15 it is written, And I will give her her vineyards from there in the valley of Achor. Achor in Hebrew means trouble or troubling. The valley of trouble which is a reference to the tribulation period for a door of hope and she shall sing there and she will sing as in the days of her youth as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt then Micah chapter 7 verse 15 says according to the days of your coming out of the land of Egypt will I show unto him marvelous things the future redemption is the song of the lamb and in Psalm 137 verses 3 and 4 it says by the waters of Babylon there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. They're mocking us. And they're mocking us with these words. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. The song of Zion is the song of redemption. In verse 4 it says, How shall we sing the Lord's song? The Lord's song is the song of redemption in a strange land, being in exile. The Lord's song, the song of Zion, we can see song in Revelation chapter 15 verse 3. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, thou King of saints. The Passover teaches us about Yeshua, our Messiah. He is our Passover lamb. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it is written, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For even Messiah, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Yeshua is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. In John chapter 1 verse 29, it says, Behold the Lamb of God, speaking of Yeshua, which takes away the sin of the world. The Passover blood of Yeshua redeems us from sin. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 18 and 19, it is written, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. What is the tradition received from your fathers? It is a reference to the oral law. Today we would call it rabbinic Judaism. But with the precious blood of Messiah as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Passover has a personal application to believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. And we're to identify with the historical Egyptian redemption. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 4, it is written, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud, and they all passed through the sea. And they were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was 
was Messiah. Notice that says in these verses five times that all our fathers were under the cloud. They all passed the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all did eat the same spiritual meat. They all did drink the same spiritual drink. What is being communicated here is that every believer in Yeshua as the Messiah is commanded to see themselves as if they came out of Egypt. That is because the covenant that was made at Mount Sinai was made with those who were there and also those who were not there. In Deuteronomy chapter 29 verses 12 through 15 it is written that you should enter into covenant with the Lord your God and into his oath which the Lord your God makes with you this day that he may establish thee today for a people unto himself and that he may be unto thee a God as he has said unto you and as he has sworn unto your fathers to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob neither with you only do I make this covenant and this oath but the covenant and the oath is being made with two groups of people with him that stands here with us this day before the Lord our God the literal physical people and also with him that is not here with us this day everybody who is in covenant relationship with the God of Israel is what that is referring to there is a commandment to tell your son in every generation that the God of Israel redeemed him from Egypt in Exodus chapter 13 verse 8 it says and you shall show your son in that day one of the ways to interpret and understand this verse is that in every generation saying this is done because of what the Lord did for me when I came forth out of Egypt how does Passover relate to us as being believers in Yeshua as the Messiah that is because the historical Egyptian redemption was a redemption of the firstborn and all believers in Yeshua as the Messiah are also referred to as a firstborn family first the historical references in Exodus chapter 4 verses 22 and 23 and you shall say unto Pharaoh thus says the Lord Israel is my son even my firstborn and I say unto you let my son go that he may serve me and if you refuse to let him go behold I will slay your son even your firstborn in Hebrews chapter 12 verses 22 and 23 it shows us how we as believers in Yeshua as the Messiah are a congregation of firstborn people. It is written, But you have come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and into an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and congregation of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. Passover is to be a memorial for all generations. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 14, it is written, And this day shall be unto you for a memorial and you shall keep it a feast to the Lord throughout your generations you shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever given the fact that Passover is a memorial when Yeshua celebrates Passover on the day prior to his death in the evening in Luke chapter 22 verse 15 he said unto them with desire have I desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. In verses 19 and 20 it says, He took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave it unto them saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. He is the Lamb of the God of Israel. And so at Passover, which is to be a remembrance, he is now saying that this is all about him and so therefore remember him 
him in these things. Likewise, the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. Then, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. You're remembering, just as the commandment was to remember Passover. Therefore, when we study and as we understand the traditional Passover Seder, we need to understand it in these four contexts. Number one, we are referring to historical events. Number two, we are also declaring things that will happen in the future, prophecies to come. Number three, we need to realize that it teaches us about Yeshua the Messiah. And number four, it teaches us about our personal relationship with him. That is how we're going to study and understand the significance and meaning of the Passover Seder. There's a commandment, there is to be an explanation of the events of Passover. This explanation is what we celebrate as the Passover Seder. And it comes from Exodus chapter 12, verses 26 and 27. And it shall come to pass when your children shall say unto you, What do you mean by this service? That you shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover, who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians and delivered our houses. And the people bowed the head and worshipped. The Passover Seder is meant to explain the events of Passover in fulfillment of the commandment. Seder means set order. The Seder refers to two things. Number one, the service itself. And number two, it refers to the Passover meal which is eaten. A Passover Seder is conducted with the use of a Haggadah. What is a Haggadah? It is a Hebrew word which means to tell. The Haggadah is the book which tells the events of the Passover. In a traditional Passover Seder, there are 15 steps to the Passover Seder. As you go through each of these 15 steps, you are to see yourself as if you are climbing a spiritual ladder. And with each step, you are ascending to a higher spiritual level whose destination is the throne room of the God of Israel or being in his presence, the Holy of Holies. As we are ascending on a spiritual plane through each step, these 15 steps are going to teach us how we are to grow in spiritual maturity and being believers in Yeshua as the Messiah. And as it relates to Yeshua the Messiah himself, the steps of the Passover Seder will teach us about both the first and the second coming of Yeshua. The 15 steps of the Passover Seder are a parallel to the Psalms of Ascent. The Psalms of Ascent are the Psalms that come from chapters 120 to 134. Historically, when the pilgrims came to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover, they sang these 15 psalms, Psalm 120 to Psalm 134, as they made their pilgrimage 
to Jerusalem. When you go to Jerusalem, you are ascending, and these are called the Psalms of Ascent. In celebrating the Passover Seder, you will customarily recline during parts of the Passover Seder. Why do we do this? That's because Passover is the festival of freedom. Passover is a celebration of redemption from slavery to become a king and a priest before the God of Israel. Spiritually, we remember our redemption from the bondages of sin through the shed blood of Yeshua the Messiah and we become his kings and priests as we're told in Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. In ancient times kings reclined to represent freedom and liberty. When you partake of items during the Passover Seder which represent this freedom it is a custom to recline. When you partake of items which represent slavery you do not recline. In preparing for Passover and in the Passover season one of the commandments is you are not to eat of any leaven or leaven products. You're to cast leaven product out of your house and from your presence. In traditional Judaism there is a period of preparation before you actually celebrate the Passover Seder itself. This is based upon Exodus chapter 12 verse 15 and 19 which says seven days shall you eat unleavened bread even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your houses for whosoever eats leavened bread from the first day unto the seventh day that soul shall be cut off from Israel. In Exodus chapter 12 verse 19 it is written seven days shall there be no leaven found in your houses for whosoever eat that which is leavened even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel whether he be a stranger or born in the land. This period of time of searching and removing leaven from your presence in preparation for Passover, the ceremony of searching for leaven is called in Hebrew Berachat Hamet. Prior to Passover, and this is practiced as a custom in traditional Judaism, a ceremony is conducted to search and remove leaven from the house, and the searching for leaven is Berachat Hamet. The ceremony is as follows. Step number one, the house is searched for Hamet or any leaven product. How does this spiritually relate to us as believers in the Messiah when we search the house for leaven? That's because believers in Messiah are his house. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6. But Messiah as a son over his own house, whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end? 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5. You also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Yeshua HaMashiach. Leaven represents sin that is in our lives. In 1 Corinthians Corinthians chapter 5 verses 6 through 8 it is written your glorying is not good know you not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump therefore let us keep the feast not with old leaven or old practices or old ways according to the old sin nature neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth step number two the traditional custom is to leave ten 
10 small pieces of leaven or bread left in the house to be searched and ultimately found. How do you find these 10 small pieces of leaven that are left in the house? It is done with a candle. There's a reference to this custom in Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 12 and it says, it will come to pass at that time that I will search Jerusalem with candles. This is a reference to searching for the sin in Jerusalem. And I will punish the men that settle on their leaves that say in their heart, the Lord will not do good, neither will he do evil. Step number three then, the father will take the children who will be searching for the leaven in the house along with the candle, a feather, a wooden spoon, and a piece of linen cloth, and a search will be conducted in the house for these ten pieces of leaven. What's the spiritual meaning and application of these things? The candle represents the word of the God of Israel. Psalm 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You search out sin with the help of the word of the God of Israel. Israel. The feather represents the Ruach HaKodesh, or the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, For we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. It takes the Spirit of the God of Israel to know the things of the Spirit, the things that He has given us. We not only need the Word of the God of Israel to show us in, but we need the conviction of his Holy Spirit as well. The wooden spoon represents the tree that Yeshua died upon. In Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 22 it says, If a man has committed a sin worthy of death and he be put to death you will hang him on a tree. When Yeshua took upon himself the sins of the world the punishment for taking upon himself the sins of the world for being a rebellious son took upon himself the sin of being a rebellious son was to hang on a tree. Step number four, the father will take the feather and he will sweep the leaven onto the spoon. This is a spiritual picture for us that our sins were put upon Yeshua. The Holy Spirit reveals the sin that is in our lives. John chapter 16 verses 7 and 8. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you but if I depart I will send him unto you when he has come he will reprove the world of sin you take the feather and you sweep the leaven onto the spoon Yeshua was made sin for us you sweep the leaven on the spoon Yeshua was made sin for us on the tree in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 for he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The fifth step of this process is the father will take the feather, the spoon, and the leaven and will wrap these things in a linen cloth 
and cast them outside of the house to be burned. The spiritual meaning and application of this is when the sins of the world were put upon Yeshua, he died on the tree, and in dying on the tree, they wrapped him in linen clothes. John chapter 19, verse 40. Then took they the body of Yeshua and wound it in linen clothes with the spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Yeshua then went to a place of fire in burning. In Acts chapter 2, verse 22, 24, and 27, it is written, men of Israel, hear these words. Yeshua of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know, whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it, because you will not leave my soul in Hades. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, the Messianic understanding of the traditional Passover Seder. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts in order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others. We are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.